This is Giant Robot FM, your home of all things Mecca, giant or otherwise. We're back. Did you see it coming? Did you know it was coming? <laughs> Fun fact, this is the first time that PMC and I have been in the same room, our makeshift studio, in about a year and a a year and a half? Yeah, I would have said the last time that we recorded in person Early was, March, naturally. Yeah, it would have been early March. I think probably maybe the first week of March or something, uh, 2020. I mean, you got to put a year on it at this point. Looking at my computer, it's closer to two years. That really yeah. shows the blood. No, it does. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows where things are going to go from here? But <laughs> thankfully, this is, uh, this is a podcast and not a pandemic. True. I like your use of a podcast pandemic. Mm -hmm. Nice uh, alliteration. Yeah. Yeah. I seg from years of teaching and also writing. I seg into that so naturally. It's off-putting to my family at times. (laughs) Like my rhetorical flourishes. Maybe, maybe that might be better than the puns though. I'll tell you that's uh, (laughs) that also gets some groans from folks. I, uh, I add too many qualifiers when I speak, which is something I've been surprisingly cognizant about. Mm-hmm. Like, when I write, I have to go back and edit out unnecessary words. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, is a recommendation for any would-be writers out there. There are some writers who really get away with being very flowery. Most don't. And uh, precision definitely helps. But, of course, literary flourishes are nice. And I don't even know where I'm going with this. Um, PMC, help me here. What are we introducing today? We are introducing our new Mecha Anime Podcast. Yes. Where we are going to focus on the basically the things that we love about about mecha anime. You know, when it comes to when it comes to content on the internet, I'm always just a fan of put out the kind of stuff that you would want to listen to. Yeah, and so I think you know the things that we're going to do for Giant Robot FM is we're going to bring the the focus on history, the production background. Uh, you know, get those notes out there, provide that context for when we then proceed to rewatch a show with an eye for characters and other forms of, of critical analysis and, you know, and run with it and just watch all kinds of things. That's really the, I think the, the thing that we are introducing here and the thing that I'm excited uh, to get back to. Oh yeah. I missed, I missed the, as work intensive as it can be. I do miss the daily grind or weekly grind, sometimes daily grind of podcasting. Um, So yeah, um, the, I guess the elephant is in the room and we're going to talk a little bit, about where we've been these last few weeks slash months. But PMC and I have hundreds of hours of recorded of re- <laughs> recorded audio of us talking about mechs. That's a very roundabout way of saying we've been podcasting for nearly three years at this point. And um, our previous podcast, and we'll talk a bit about that um, towards the end of the episode, was called Machinations. We covered 12-plus shows, OVAs, films over the course of two and a half years. Um, Giant Robot FM, in some respects, is going to be very similar to Mechanations. Real quick, can I just say how difficult it was to come up with a name, a uh, podcast name for Mecha, when they're the only synonym, the only community accepted synonym in regular use for Mecha is Giant Robot. Yeah, you know the, the it's interesting the in the way in which there are a lot of synonyms for things in the in various spaces and in the ways in which. You really haven't found that many alternate terms. Uh, it's definitely it was a fascinating look into language to see how could you communicate these things, uh, and also how could you communicate a desirable uh, breadth and width? Because yeah. that's really what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Is we wanted something that was uh, sort of um, 
what I, I would almost call vendor neutral. <laughs> you yeah. know, we, we weren't a just here way to put it. Yeah. 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 No, as I, as you can tell what industries I've worked in. Um, <laughs> you know, I wanted to put it in a way that wasn't going to be, ah, yes, this is just Gundam or this is just, uh, you know, any other, any other universe or, or show that you could think of for the, uh, so I originally came up with the idea of podcasting about Mecca. Uh, strangely enough, when I was in England studying for my master's, I'm not promoting myself here. I just want to give you a little context. And I was walking in a field listening to some other podcast, and I was thinking about, and it came to me. I, I mentioned this before, just communicating as a, Gundam, a name for a Gundam Wing podcast. It's low-hanging fruit. There are so many Gundam Wing podcasts out there. Feel free. If you want to start one, take the name. It's yours. Just communicating. It tells you exactly what you're doing, you're talking, and it's, of course, a not su- unsubtle nod to Gundam Wing. Um, but, yeah, a little, a little background, a little taste for you. So, like I said before, Mechanations is, uh, or Giant Robot FM is going to be very similar to Mechanations. Um, we know that you love the history episodes, and they will be continuing, definitely. Every show we cover, every OVA we cover, every film we cover will have an accompanying history episode, and an exhaustive amount of research goes into that. However, our weekly episodes will be a touch more focused and shorter. Um, Mechanations, PMC, how long would you say the average Mechanations episode lasted? Average Mechanation episode was uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, you did the editing, so you would know. <laughs> yes, no, I did. I did, in fact, I, I was, I think, the uh, the producer for, for just about all of them. I think there's a few, you know, bonus episodes that, uh, you know, that my uh, co-host uh produced but for, i think for all of the mainline episodes i was the person who who ran it through audacity and put it up on the internet i think total i produced two episodes on my own and i was like stitching together that episode with like duct tape and <laughs> bubblegum um just because i was new to recording this is early pandemic maybe not early pandemic middle pandemic i think i used zoom once to mm. facilitate the call and i think the not that this is super into the know for a lot of listeners, but we weren't using anything recorded from another program. So I think I used the Zoom audio, and there's an echo in it, and there's only one sound file. So, whew, boy, was that a lot of work? Yeah, I mean, and of course, you know, I think anyone who's done uh, podcasting, especially remote podcasting, as a lot of folks have had to do in the pandemic, the situation with the audio and getting nice audio is always a challenge. Yeah. That's just uh, that is just a difficult part of things, and you know. Sometimes you get scuffed episodes, and I just I want to say, like, that's that's okay. That's, that's a part of life. That's the grind. Yeah. I was I was just recording an episode, which we'll talk about a little later, and uh, we had to um, scuff the first... Uh, we had to record and re-record a part just because mm. someone... It's usually me. I usually forget to <laughs> click. Embarrassingly enough, I often forget to click record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, don't, you never know how you'll react in the hot seat until you're in it. Um, I'm glad you brought up audio, too, because that's another thing that's going to be a little different from Machinations is that we are in our quote-unquote studio. We haven't recorded in person in, again, two years, and hopefully you can tell that crisp, my the sultry my sultry tones are coming through very crisply here. Um, but, yeah, you'll definitely get that from PMC and myself. We'll predominantly, for these mainline episodes, be in the same room. And when we say shorter, don't worry. It's not going to be like 20-minute episodes. We're talking about... We're aiming for an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. Sometimes they may go longer. We're going to talk about having a lot of guests on the show, and if the guest wants to keep talking, we'll definitely be for that. Um, and the history episodes will be chunky. Um, you know, if and when, and I want, I want to say when, we're going to get around to Ava. I don't know, a three and a half to four hour history episode potentially? Who knows? If there's stuff to talk about. I mean, that's sometimes the good thing about if we were native Japanese speakers living in Japan, 
we'd have a wealth of information to um, work through when it comes to like art books and supplementing material. Only a small percentage of that has made it over to the United States or any English speaking country. So it makes partly history episodes a little bit more manageable because there's only so much information out there, but it's usually very difficult to hunt down that information. I am, and it's fun because I get to go to message boards that have been defunct since 2009 and sift through information and vet information that potentially could be inaccurate, but it's still very interesting to track that stuff down. The old internet is full of wild things. And I I think especially to the sort of, um, the research that has to go into these things, you know, I, I, as we get into our own history, I will mention that I'm a little, I'm very video game oriented and much like tracking down this supplementary Ava material. <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of times video games are supplementary anime material in the True. first place yeah. and the uh, discovering, you know, what is there, what can be played, uh, who made it, you know, it is its own uh web of challenges and you know sometimes your best lead is a youtube comment from 2008 you know that's that's what you get especially those like small boutique video game developers um who no longer exist and who only existed maybe for like five years in the 1990s it's fun to go back and track down those games but yeah I usually get a lead on Mopey Games, and I start cross-referencing um, developers. And that work I really do enjoy doing, as work-intensive as the history episodes are. It's very fulfilling. Um, and yeah, so that's definitely going to keep happening. So you might you might be wondering, what what kind of shows are we examining? You already mentioned, of course, you know, a, a, a prize to capture in the future might be Ava. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as, as we mentioned before, when we were talking about the title of the podcast, we wanted to capture... Uh, a sort of the breadth of the genre. Yes. And so the plan is for both shows, you know, new and old, real and super, yeah. fantasy and sci-fi. We lean, I think the two of us lean real robots slightly, right? I think by experience, I lean real robot, but I got to tell you, everything that we've watched that's been more on the super robot side, I've really loved. Yeah, true. You know, I... I you know, Gunbuster or Goran Lagan or Giant Robo. Giant Robo. You know, I as much as I was upset about the wireless power transmission in the finale. You know, of Giant I was just Robo. thinking about episode three and how good it is. Shout outs to all my episode three Giant Robo fans out there. If you're just, a fan of ugly antique lamps oh that are abandoned on the side of the road, episode three of Giant Robo is your your episode. Now, you might be wondering if we're going to... We're talking about shows we've watched in the past. That's right. If you are a new... You're all new Giant Robot FM listeners, but if you're new to us, period, you might be wondering... You you might go back and check out what we've covered before and be wondering if we're going to check it out again. Uh, Yes, for some of the shows. We're not going to go through the list of shows we may or may not um, check out again. Sometimes the form in which we check it out is going to be different, as we'll talk about. Um, I can guarantee you... We will be covering Gunbuster again with the dub this year, assuming um, Disco Tech, you could take as long as you want, but I'm assuming it's coming out this year. We will be on the ground floor with that. And something else I want to do when we revisit these old shows, we're not going to revisit every old show. Um, Gen Lock, who knows? I don't know. I, I, I do not know, Gen Lock, if we'll return for a... Uh, did season two come out? It, it came and went. Um, it I, came out. It, huh. it did, I think. Yeah, okay. I think it's yeah, because it premiered on HBO Max, right? And I think they just dropped all the episodes, <laughs> okay. which I think is everything you need to know about 
future Genlock. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone talking about it. But anyway, we'll, we'll, if you, hey, if you want us to cover Genlock, tell us. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about how you can recommend uh, uh, shows to us in mm-hmm. just uh, very soon. But yeah, we'll definitely be doing that. Um, we kind of give you a little taste of what we'll be covering in the fu- in the media future. We are starting the Giant Robot FM coverage with Macross Plus. Um, we'll talk about our history with Macross, Macross, Macross Plus, um, or lack of history, on our next episode. Um, but we're going to cover the four-episode OVA and have a lot to say and a lot of cool guests. Um, you psyched for that, PMC? Very much so. I, I think for just so many, so many different reasons, I'm excited for the guests. I'm excited for the show. I got to say, after the experience of Giant Robo, of a high-production release that garnered enough attention to be, like, immediately brought to the West. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, the name of the brand, Macross, the fact that this was brought over mm-hmm. with such an interesting dub. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's just so many parts of it. It's got it's got a PlayStation game. You know me. I love that. It's got a shmup, too, which we'll talk about. Don't love shmups, but, <laughs> you know, still there. And, uh, yeah, and we're going to talk all about that. I don't want to announce, like, the guest just because things could fall through, and I don't want to commit to something that I can't follow through with, but I guarantee you. And we and we mentioned earlier on, that's one of the primary reasons um, how Mechanations is going to, Giant Robot FM is going to differ from Mechanations, because we're going to have a lot of guests, especially for a high-profile OVA. You can probably expect some kick-ass guests for every episode, hopefully, um, because people will want to talk about it. And Macross Plus is super popular. Arguably, I would say it is one of the eminent or even or preeminent or eminent OVAs of the 90s. The reputation precedes it. It's right up there with Giant Robot um, as one of the classic 90s um, OVAs. I was going to say 08 the mess team, but I feel like the discourse is changing a bit on that. Um, so, which we may talk about in the future too. Um, but after Macross Plus, we are going to watch um, the three Gundam 0079 compilation films for a few reasons. Number one, PMC and I never finished our coverage of um, Mobile Suit Gundam. We're not walking through um, the 43 episodes again uh, sequentially. Um, we thought the movies would be a great way to do that. We are going to produce another history episode, hopefully with a very cool guest. And um, I have some changes I want to make to that history episode, which is one of the nice things about going back to this old material is I can change it, edit it, and correct a lot of the mistakes that I made in the past. Um, there's, and there's, there's, it's very timely to go back to the three Gundam movies for a lot of reasons. Um, you can bet your butts that we're going to be on the ground floor for all the Cuckoo's Stone discourse and we want to refresh ourselves. PMC, how excited are you to return to Mobile Suit Gundam after not being uh, away from it for too long? I'm really excited, I think, especially to finally find... So I haven't watched the movies before and I am excited to see how these things are, are chopped up and packaged for a, a movie format. I think as I've gotten older, like when, when I was younger... I always wanted the the maximum thing, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of like always give me the TV show because that's going to have the most of the content. It was it was that same child mentality that's like JRPGs are the games of the most value because they're the longest. Yeah. Now I find the um, the the act of curating of mixing things to be very intriguing and enthralling. And in this case, for a movie release, and especially knowing that the uh, the Encounters in Space movie has more going on, has the added bits. I mean, just even without getting to the very end of Encounters in Space, I already know, for example, 
that there's an added bit with Tem Ray, you know, mm. we had discussed yeah. the falling down the stairs, the unclear fate of Tem Ray. And so following on that, I'm really excited to get to these, uh, especially too, because I think it, it almost feels like uh, these, um, you know, these movies are in some ways, I, and I know, I, I know this is well trodden Gundam discourse, but are, you know, are the movies the definitive way to experience the, you know, the, the gun first Gundam is a thing that comes up. And no, I don't know. If, it's the Pippin game. Yeah. I thought, I thought the dis, I thought the community landed on that. What's it called? PMC the, 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 for the Pippin. Oh, Oh, the, yes. The Gundam, the war for earth. Yeah. The, uh, the presto. Yeah. Presto studios game, which I will visit at some point. You could play it on PlayStation. I thought Pippin was better for the comedic effect. It's, yes. it's on the Pippin, right? Right. This is Pippin. Uh, of course, who made the Pippin? Um, Apple and Bondi. That's Bondi right. made it, right? Yes, yeah. Bondi had the name on it, but Apple was involved. You're right. You're yeah. right. Um, so we're going to cover the movies uh, with complete with another history episode. We are also going to then cover uh, Gundam: The Origin. Uh, we are we are committing to reading all twelve volumes of the manga. They have been purchased and are sitting very nicely on my shelf at home. We are going to. We are big Yasuhiku fans, and we also are watching this. We're watching this for a few reasons. Number one, we wanted to do a Gundam OVA to kick off the Giant Robot FM coverage. Um, we wanted to do an OVA that hasn't been covered that much. And we wanted to do an OVA of some weight. I mean, Thunderbolt was on our mind, um, but that's on the shorter side. And 08th MS Team and Stardust Memory have been covered um, arguably exhaustively. Uh, We definitely want to return to them. I definitely want to return to both, even though I know I'm not a big Stardust Memory fan. Um, Those mech designs are fucking so sick. Which we're actually going to to talk about on uh, our next episode, which is a Macross history episode. Um, But yeah, we'll definitely be covering all six episodes of the OVA. Um, complete with another banger of a history episode, I'm, I'm sure. And then after that, the world is our or your oyster when it comes to coverage, which we'll talk about very soon. Um, PMC, what are some future shows you'd like to cover um, generally? So I, I still find it very fascinating to jump around to, you know, to get a full, full breath. And we'll go into some of the reasons why later when it comes to Mecca. But some of the stuff I'm really excited of course, being video game oriented is some of the things that have uh, very interesting video game adaptations. You know, mm. I would point to Magic Knight Ray Earth, which has that fascinating final North American Sega Saturn game. Shout out to uh, Victor Ireland <laughs> out there. I know you're listening. Um, and all my old school working designs fans. So, yeah, that's that's an excellent one. Uh, getting you know to, to some more more releases, uh, you know, more recent releases. You know, great man. I, I was recently trawling through a lot of um, PlayStation games, like mm-hmm. all, all regions, uh, and the number of um, you know the number of PlayStation and PlayStation Two adaptations for Mecha anime. And this isn't surprising, of course. Nineties was a big time period for this. Yeah, but it really is fascinating. Uh, or maybe I don't know. Would you expect there to be more original mecha games or more adaptations of mecha anime releases games? Adaptations, because right. um, they could do that on the cheap. Exactly, exactly. So, because I think we had previously discussed that we knew that there was a nice Vodums game mm. for PS2. Yeah. There are five Vodums games for PS1. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> are they, uh, what are the genres? So, I think most of them are third person action. I do okay, think one or, one or two of them is strategy. Cool. Um, so, but but it's just interesting to me to have all these different things, to have all that. All this stuff. So, I'm really excited to get into 
uh, of course, 90s, 2000s stuff. Mm, That's our, I think, our our, our wheelhouse, but also more recent things as as well, you know, as as it becomes relevant. So I say that's kind of where where I am. Did you have anything else that you wanted to highlight? I do want to point out that another slight difference um, from Mechanations is our sweet spot is 26 episode series or shorter. We are not saying we're not going to cover. Um, anything, number one, anything that's split up into multiple seasons is fair game. I'd really like watching those shows with a break because I like to see how an audience goes into season two after not having seen season one in a while. Um, but when it comes to either old school super robot shows that go like 60 episodes or your classic 49 episode Gundam series, um, we, we're not saying we're not going to cover those. I definitely want to watch Turn A and Zeta. But a sweet spot is, to give you more a more diverse set of content, is... You know, sticking to 26 episode shows or shorter, 26 episodes is roughly three and a half months of podcasting just to break it apart a bit. I think so. Right, PMC? Absolutely. No, it's it's it can be a bit too much of a uh, of a of a march. And and as you said before, even one with longer shows, as long as there's a break, uh, I mean, one of the best things that we did, uh, you know, under our previous podcast was uh, split up Code Geass, split up Gundam Wing. Yeah, those shows love them or hate them, I think are better when you take breaks at the appropriate times. Definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to covering some of my favorites, which we haven't covered yet. Evangelion's the big one. To be honest, I don't know if we'll get to Evangelion this year, just because we have a, a, ch- a year that will be chock full of content. And I definitely want to do the Gunbuster coverage before we jump into Ava. Um, but you can anticipate it sometime in the future, hopefully before Third Impact takes us and consumes us. The clock's ticking. <laughs> I hope PMC got that reference. You've seen Ava. I know. You, but- I, so I well. Here's the thing. What's good is that even if I have, even it's been a while since I've seen Ava. Enough people have made uh, second and third impact memes. Yeah. That I've been able to pick up on it, and also too, I I believe that the pr- concept of third impact borrows heavily from Arthur Clarke's Childhood's End. Yes, I think they were all hot. hot um, Arthur Clark fans, Heinlein mm-hmm. was the same time, right? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. all. If you if you're part of that group who's all about like between 55 and 60 years old, they all read quote unquote hard sci-fi of the 1960s, 1970s. Right, it comes up in my history so, all the time. So for better or worse, and I do mean for better or for worse, <laughs> I have read a lot of that sci-fi, and so I'm you know I'm equipped to be like, ah, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be covering a lot of old and new shows, Super Robot and Real Robot, Giant Robot or Otherwise, because that's the the slogan I just dropped down. and We have to keep to it now. Um, We are launching with a drumroll, please. We are launching with a Patreon. Um, I could say due to popular requests, we definitely had some people reach out and ask us questions, and in some cases give us money before we even opened the Patreon, which was heavily appreciated. Um, but yeah, let's go over the tiers. I know this is what, you know, you're listening for, ju- you're listening for juicy content like this, our Patreon tiers. Um, PMC, let's, why don't you read the first, um, the $2 tier, our support crew. All right. So I will, uh, yeah, let's run through the, the support crew. Uh, this is a, a, a you know, small $2 per month tier. Uh, the most important thing that all of these things mm. will have is, uh, we are making use of the Patreon discord yes. integration, so there will be a exclusive giant robot FM Discord where we will be welcoming people to discuss what we're working on, what podcasts we're doing. But also, we know that a lot of people who've listened to our stuff are also creating stuff. So we definitely encourage that as a space 
for people to share what they're doing, what they're talking about, what you're interested in. Uh, and we're hoping to really just promote that as a nice, pleasant, you know, community to have a, uh, if you want to have a discussion about some pop media of the day in the same pace and maturity that we're doing here on the podcast, we want that discord to be available to you. So that will be, uh, that will be something again, definitely at all levels. Uh, the other thing, uh, there was a few other things here. Another thing that we intend to do is we really want to uh, make a habit of doing a monthly Mecca mailbag. Oh, yeah. The community definitely over three years of covering Mecca. We know you have thoughts about the shows we cover and we know that you often agree or disagree, sometimes quite loudly with us. And we want to hear that respectfully and uh, interact with those critiques and criticisms. So having a set aside Mecca mailbag at the lowest tier is going to let us gather all that. And of course that will be you know released via the Patreon feed. And then besides that, a few extra things mm. is of course our excellent Steven hero here manages the, a mech a day Twitter account. And he's excellent at finding Thank you. Thank lots you. of Mecca, both obscure and popular. You know, I mean, look, he is not just chasing those those popular suit metric numbers. No, okay? I, I, I have to hit a Gundam. I usually hit a Gundam weekly just to get the numbers <laughs> up. It's usually Wednesday or Thursday. Um, but yeah, I definitely dive deep into um, showcasing some sick-ass mechs um, from Forgotten Series. It's a Twitter um, account that I started March, April of last year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be coming up on a year old, I believe. Yeah, and it's, it's garnered a lot of interest. We have over 2,000 followers as we speak. And I definitely want to um, highlight some of your all favorite mechs too. So if you sign up at this level, you can submit a mech to be featured on Mecha Day once every three months. And uh, yeah, we'll credit you. And yeah, I, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. But yeah. Yeah, any mech you want, assuming it hasn't been taken already, it's fair game. Yeah, no, definitely. And and really though, Steven, Steven will do it. I, I have given Steven some truly, <laughs> truly obscure things. Whenever I ask PMC it. for mech, it's usually <laughs> from some dank ass PlayStation game. Um, it takes me forever to find the mechanical designer. And sometimes I really have to squint and do some interpretation when I credit mechanical designers, especially on American games, because it's not explicitly labeled. Um, or sometimes Japanese games too, because there'll be like six mecha designers. And then I cannot pinpoint the exact mecha designer and then i'm usually roundly um criticized on twitter for not getting the exact one right which is fine i have gotten um i the mech sometimes the mechanical designers reach out uh, and correct me usually very politely it's happened once or twice um and sometimes the record has been corrected um one of the playstation armored core games um I, I think it was Phantasma, wasn't it? Project think, Phantasma? Yeah, the mech started with an R, maybe mm-hmm. something. I can't remember the exact name off the top of my head. Um, but Shoji Kawamori was credited on all the major mechanical designs. I just assume that this mech was designed by Shoji Kawamori, um, a person we'll be talking about next week. It turns out it wasn't. It was, not. I won't say miscredited, because it, everything fell under the umbrella of Kawamori on the major credits. Um, but they were. this person was still credited in the official credits just not as the mechanical designer and so they reached out on twitter and then i corrected it and that's that stuff's super cool too especially when i could you know correct the record and put more factual information out there and maybe you can do that too by you know submitting some old school mechs and getting the attention of um old school mechanical designers yeah no it's really neat to be in a time period where a lot of the stuff that we're looking at 
the folks who worked on that are often still around in some capacity. And especially for some of these things that might feel forgotten, yeah, those people are often very excited to talk about it. Uh, and, you know, th- this might seem uh, uh, morbid, but the truth is, you know, no one's going to be around forever. So yeah. getting getting that living history is kind of important at times. Yeah, Kunio Okawara is in his mid-70s at this point. I'm talking about the, gun, the, the, the old school Gundam mechanical designer, and he still designs all the mechs for the major shows. I'm sure he's doing it for the news show. I feel embarrassed because I'm hosting a mecha podcast, and I can't remember the new um, Gundam tentpole show, which is in the title, whatever it is, which from Mars maybe, which from Mercury. You know what I'm talking about, PMC? No, you know I'm what? actually behind on the news. This is, oh, oh wow. wow. We're uh, okay. egg on our face here. <laughs> All right, so there's a... Uh, speaking of Gundam news, of Look, course, we got the... Co- I, I knew about the Kukuro's Dome news, yeah. okay? Oh, I saw I was right. Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. It's an upcoming uh, TV series scheduled to air in 2022. Okay. Um, we don't know if it's UC or not. Um, I'm actually hoping for not UC because I want a off-the-walls um, interpretation of the classic Gundam formula a la Gundam Wing. Even though it's not always satisfying to watch, it's always satisfying to talk about. Um, yeah, so you, if you sign up at the $2 tier, you get access to a mech a day. By access, I mean you could, you know, suggest yeah, mechs you, you to are, be featured. You're welcome to submit, and one will definitely be included every three months. Now, there's like one final thing that's mm. included in all of the tiers, and I feel like you are the person to talk about that, Stephen. Yeah, so I will occasionally release exclusive Stephen Hero articles. Sometimes these are articles that, so I have been published, and we'll talk a bit about my history. Um, I had a goal, personal goal for myself. Every show we covered, I would have write an accompanying um, essay. And usually those essays were of... Uh, the critical analysis persuasion. Um, I wrote, I've written at this point maybe 10 articles or so, and I some of those articles have been submitted to zines, and sometimes those articles are difficult to track down. Um, so those not published on like, not I won't say, uh, basically like official channels, I am paid for most of my writing. Those, of course, will not be featured exclusively on the Patreon. Um, but some older articles that I go back and edit will be, and sometimes things end on the cutting room floor that don't work for like a classic 1500 page or 1500 word essay, but I still want to write about for maybe 500 words. And I'll definitely be releasing those brain farts into the world uh, via our Patreon. Um, I will say the articles will probably come irregularly. Um, when you're signing up for these tiers, you're probably in it for our supplemental podcast, which is great. Um, but I definitely wanted to give you something else because what we really want to do with this is foster a mecha community with a lot of good back and forth. Um, we know that we are among friends in the Mecca podcasting sphere. Um, the bigger ones um, focus more on Gundam, and we want to apply the same critical analysis um, work um, to the more general Mecca space. But it, that is very time-consuming. When we're talking about the Patreon, I hope no one thinks, man, are they only in it for the money? Because of course we're not. Um, the work that goes into producing a Mecca podcast is, at times, and this isn't a criticism, but it's, it can be exhaustive at times um, um, when it comes to editing all these podcasts, doing the research, um, scheduling guests, sectioning off time of the week to specifically get this work done. It's time consuming. And I could say as a teacher who has multiple jobs in addition to my main job and in addition to podcasting, um, it would be great if I could pull back on some of those secondary jobs in order to do more mecha work, which is why I'm on this earth. Which why I'm living and breathing now is to produce mecha content, as I tell my wife every night. Mm-hmm. No, it's really about uh, really about the mecha content. Yeah, that's that's pretty much, you know, exactly it. It is at the end of the day, you know, it's more about giving ourselves rooms 
yeah room to make ends meet and you know do more do more of this so really you know our hope is that by providing this it's a nice thank you for for your support uh that makes it worthwhile and of course you're also supporting all of the mainline coverage which will remain oh yeah on a you know on a, a free feed that will be available on all your podcatching services you know yeah. as, as normal those sweet history episodes will still be released to the public day and date um with the uh patreon releases so mm-hmm. no, no need to fear in that regard absolutely now if you want to support us even more after after hearing that uh that behind the scenes i guess uh, accounting of, of what we're doing here there is a a five dollar per month tier operator uh includes everything of the below tier and then also that gets into what we're calling the b plots mm. podcasts uh the b plots will be just a uh, a bi-weekly as every two weeks discussion of hot topics things that we're revisiting or going through uh you know so examples would be you know various video games that we're playing perhaps something that i'm streaming mm. uh you know other things that might be tangentially relevant or just hot you know the the the, the star wars show of the moment yeah. uh, that kind of stuff that is what you're going to find there uh, typically you know we expect to be just kind of nice candid conversations yeah. between me and Steven. We might occasionally get someone involved, but for the most part, you know, what you're getting here is us talking about whatever we're working on and just enjoying for fun. Yeah. Imagine us. It's 2 a.m. Um, we're Jersey natives. So imagine if you're New Jersey at a diner, um, two in the morning, your cheese fries just arrived and you're just, it's, you know, dank ass mood and you're just discussing whatever enthusiast thing you're consuming be it a video game the popular news of the day um anime and manga nerd shit basically you know you know the drill that's what we're going to talk about um on machinations we did a bit of this in the beginning with our intros format's going to be kind of similar but this gives us more room to breathe um and these episodes will probably average between i don't know 45 minutes to an hour probably us shooting the shit um very informally yeah yeah, so that's something, again, that'll be included with this tier released twice a month is, is our expectation. And, uh, you know, hopefully we will cover things of interest to folks and also maybe introduce you to stuff. And, you know, I, I think we've already kind of hinted at our, through our desire for breadth, yeah. that we like to find things and, and you know, share those things. And so uh, the B-plots will be a vehicle for that without having them to be the main focus of, of coverage, you know, to be a, you know, anime or OVA or or whatever the case might be. Um, yeah. At the $5 here too, you get at that point, two supplemental podcasts, you'll get the Mecca mailbag and you could submit questions to the Mecca mailbag. You could do that at the $2 level too. And then you'll get the B plots episode. So that's a lot of PMC and Steven hero in your um, daily life. Who could ask for anything more? Who could ask for anything more? I mean, at that point you're probably, you know, on your average month, you know, you're going to be getting, seven seven discrete things you know four weeks of main feed two weeks of b plots Mm. and the mailbag yeah it's good stuff but if you want even more of us um that leaves us that brings us to the ten dollar tier pmc tell the good people at home i feel like i am on um selling i'm hawking items (laughs) on a television program um what we can get at the pilot episode not pilot episode the pilot level so you're reminding me of actually I, I, GDQ was on not long too ago. Games done quick, the uh, the charity marathon. And I feel like we're doing the the prize the prize segment or something Ooh. like that. For the ten dollar <laughs> pilot tier, the thing that we are adding is a, another 
bonus podcast, uh, and this one focused on a game that yes. you know that both uh, Steve and I would play. The goal is going to we're going to call it Simulator. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Simulator for the giant robots is the video game, and we are going to attempt to do this on a quarterly basis. I think is is our goal right now, and um, the reason for quarterly too is because we really want to get into some some games that we want to give room to breathe we want to make sure that we're doing the history research um to preview the first one that we want so maybe to whet your appetite and give you an idea of the reason that we want to do this quarterly and include this up at this uh, level is our first project that we would like to do and we've already started working on yes. is uh, Front Mission, specifically, of course, the Front Mission DS release, uh, the, the only officially localized version of the first Front Mission game. Of course, that's a strategy RPG. Those ain't short. Yeah. Uh, especially being Front Mission DS, there's a lot of history in terms of the different versions yeah. of the first Front Mission, how it ties into the other Front Mission games. Uh, so, but history, both, you know, production. And uh, canon, uh, you know, so to speak, with going on with that game. Uh, so the goal would be that you know we're starting this, and in April, probably in early April, you would be getting history about Front Mission, very similar to the mainline anime history episodes, and then also a discussion uh, between us about our experiences playing Front Mission DS. Yes, uh, and I'll say too that this is a, this is something I'm going to be doing. Just for this podcast, this is not, you're not going to see Front Mission DS on my stream, for example. This is, you know, this is something we're really focused on for, uh, you know, for, for this level, for the, anyone who would, who would join us at this $10 level. Um, and of course, beyond that, you get all the other uh, accoutrements. You get the, the submit, you, well, you, we would up the rate. Yes. You could submit at this point monthly um to a mecha day once a month you could debut your favorite mechs to for the world to cheer you on and insert other flowery language here um the history episodes will be the same like breadth of our typical history episodes we um these require a lot of work but i'm very passionate about curating this information um for video games in addition to anime and manga um so expect some pretty beefy episodes like for instance if we ever get to xenogears you can imagine a two and a half plus hour episode diving into the origins of xenogears now of course some of these games don't have the most publicized history um so those segments might be a little shorter but some of these episodes will be some of this coverage will be split into multiple episodes um so you have that to look forward to as well so hopefully we give you enough bang for your buck ideally if if this if if Giant Robot FM were our principal source of income. Yeah, we could probably produce these once a month. But, of course, we have nine to five, so to speak, and additional jobs in addition to, you know, podcasting for um, a significant amount of hours every week. Yeah, so, I, you know, this is where we're situating this right now. Uh, you know, of course, too, as with anything else, you know, we love to hear your feedback and your input on what we're doing. Uh, you know, we're hoping to make this particular feature. It's something that we really want to try. Yeah. You know, as compared to the mainline coverage and history episodes with the anime and OVA, uh, this is something new, Yeah, but something that we really want to do. Uh, so we're really excited to see how it takes shape initially. Uh, and hopefully it will be rewarding for us and for anyone who listens. Definitely. And occasionally we might have a guest or two on these episodes. Sometimes it's going to be hard to find a guest to talk about Kalik on the PlayStation. Um, some of these ga- some of these more obscure <laughs> games, um, some of these games only PMC has talked about on the internet. 
Steven, if, I will be so impressed if you commit to playing Kalik. I was thinking about that, as, <laughs> as one does on a Sunday morning, thinking about Kalik. If we were to do it, I the, the company who made them, Genki, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. I feel like we would have to do like the Genki PlayStation trilogy or something like that. Epidemic seems dope. Ep- uh, Epidemic. Uh, folks, if you're into playing PlayStation video games, I strongly recommend checking out Epidemic and Brahma Force. Mm. They are very playable first-person mecha shooters with an emphasis on exploration and puzzle solving and some combat. Check them out. Kalik is in the same series. It is a launch game for the North American PlayStation. You get that big-ass box. It's rough. Oh, you, I do actually. That's the only long box I own mm. is I have a long box of Kalik. Nice. That I bought pre-pandemic before all the retro game prices went crazy. How much did you get it for, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I think I must have bought it. I, it wasn't much. I, it was probably like 20, 30 bucks or something. The, the price on Kalik probably hasn't got uh, gone that much higher. Probably it's probably like higher. 40 bucks. I know. I, the demand has to be there, though. It well, So it's one of those things where because it's a long box, because it is... The long box maybe makes it a little more coveted. I yeah. could see someone going out and saying to themselves, I'm going to collect every long box exactly. PlayStation game. It shows up as a collector's item, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's Kalik isn't valuable because it's Kalik. It's because it's collect. it's completing a set. Did um are there any notable um long box games for those our first few months of PlayStation like any like bangers? Uh, generally speaking, I I would say that the 1995 lineup for PlayStation is fairly weak. Uh, the only other ones that I would maybe point to are are Warhawk, which was mm. the single track that's the same studio that did the first two Jet Moto, the first two Twisted Metal. Jumping Flash was an early Jumping band. Flash is uh, probably the other one I would mention. That one actually showed up on the that was in the PlayStation Classic lineup. Ooh. Um, kind of an early first person 3D platformer. Uh, are, are there mechs in this? Uh, that's what I say when I look at everything. I think now. the main character is uh, a robot, a robotic rabbit. So technically, kind I mean, of, you know, the, the Japanese definition mech really mm-hmm. um, encompasses everything um, mm-hmm. robot esque. Um, not that I d- debut like, I don't know, classic ass robots on Mecha Day. But yeah, I, I gesture in that direction. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so there's there's a few things that are interesting, uh, you know, in that in that early period. Uh, for the most part, no, not really. <laughs> but we do have one other. T- one oh, other one I want to mention yes. is um, Space Griffin VF9. Oh, yeah. Is that Hamlet? That's Hamlet. Okay, it, it's when you recommended to um, look up Hamlet. What what system did it come up out on first? So I believe the original release is PC ninety eight. Yeah, it was so hard to find like a decent screenshot mm-hmm. of that principal Mac. Plus, yeah. the game is very simplistic graphically. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if you're so just for folks who are trying to track this down because the release history is weird, Hamlet was a PC ninety eight game. It's like just the sci fi first person exploration game with a lot of your your typical pc 98 anime style cutscenes. uh it was released re-released on playstation a north american version was made uh even with dubbing too Ooh! and then there was one more re-release for the dreamcast not localized okay so that's jp only the dreamcast version so it is uh it is a fascinating game because because it's still so PC ninety eight styled, mm-hmm. even with the you know improved PlayStation uh, look, it is definitely interesting because you know it's not like the PC ninety eight games were localized. Yeah, so it is one of your best opportunities to play a PC ninety eight style game mm-hmm. with English dubbing and English text. Yeah, 
And fear not, it's not always going to be these dank-ass games, to use the phrase dank-ass for the third <laughs> time in this recording. Um, we're going to cover new games, too. I'm trying to think, like, what major mecha games we have on the future. Of course, the, the rumor mill is swirling with the possibility of another Armored Core game, and we'll be on the ground floor for that. Um, but, like, something like 13 Sentinels, for instance, um, something of that caliber. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, there's lots of, uh, there's definitely lots of indie strategy games right now. So I would say, if you're listening to this and you really want us to look at Zeka Tactics, Project Warborn, mm-hmm. uh, the one that just got announced, it's like uh, Kriegs Front or something. Kriegs Front, the the one with the '70s aesthetic. Oh yeah. Oh, what's the? Um, this is a Western develop. What's the time traveling uh, front mission? I played at PAX East oh, two years ago. Yes, Phantom um, Brigade. Phantom Brigade. Yeah. If so, if that ever gets out of early access. Yeah, there's a there is a whole host, much like we are Mecha Anime podcasting. There are developers out there that are making Mecha video games that call back to Mech Warrior, that call back to Armored Core. Uh, you know, and if any of these are things that you would want to see us cover, uh, you know, let us know. Yeah, uh, let us know. There's a there's a community out there for because I'm sort of keeping tabs on them. But I know I'm one person, and I mm. can't play all of them. Yeah, and same. And some of these things uh, fly under my radar. I'm surprised when they do crop up. But that is not all, PMC. That's all. We uh, we have another tier. Yeah, we have another tier. The council tier, uh, we wanted to kind of leave things open because if you are someone who really, really wants to uh, really throw a lot of support behind yes. this, we have three spots of a, a $50 per month tier and, of course, you'd be getting everything that we already described, the Discord, the simulator, B-plots, the mailbag, articles, Mecha Day once a month. So what's the, what's the big draw here, then? The answer is that we would be specifically looking for your input on a film or OVA that we would cover on our mainline feed. Yes. Uh, and we'd be looking for that input... I would say, you know, roughly twice a year. We mm-hmm. have it twice a year in there right now. Um, that's basically, we just want to provide that opportunity. Uh, if someone's like, man, I've really been looking for a Mecha Anime podcast that will cover this this weird OVA from the 90s, uh, and, and you really, really want that, and you're, you, know, you are at a place where you can you know, put that into reality, uh, you know, we're here. Yeah. We will uh, produce a bespoke history episode and uh, coverage for said film or OVA. And some of these history episodes, again, like I mentioned before, um, very time-consuming to produce. So I think you get your bang for your quote-unquote buck here. Um, if you're really passionate about getting coverage for a show that really hasn't seen much coverage, or it could be a, um, it could be like, you know, a, a fan favorite too. That's fine. Uh, we're going to limit to OVA and film just because we can't, we cannot be in the trenches. We cannot be mired in the potential swamp for 50 plus episodes. As much as I know you want us to cover, oh damn, I, I need like a Mimi long mecha show. I mean, I feel like at this point, my meme would just be Zeta. Yeah. The, the funeral march of Mecha Anime. <laughs> and potentially, we might get to Zeta one day, um, but it won't be through the council tier. Um, but again, if you are interested in that tier, um, there are three spots open up, and twice a year, you can pitch us and basically um, secure coverage for one of your favorite OVAs and probably very favorite obscure OVAs or film. 
Either is fine. And the film episodes would probably be a two-episode coverage, so a very long history episode. Like, if you want us to cover Pacific Rim, um, this would be the way to do it. And we'd watch a fuck ton of uh, Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. films in order to make that happen. Absolutely, no. Or, or you know, Wawa West. That's true. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> Wawa West has been featured on Mecca Day. There is a quote-unquote mechanical designer for it, and I'm happy um, to jump into the saddle with, oh, damn, what's Will Smith's character's name? Wawa West. Jim West. Desperado. I know it because of the song. Damn. (laughs) That has a great uh, Elmer Bernstein. Let me see if I'm getting that right. uh, Soundtrack. Uh, He's like a classical film composer. Yeah, yeah. No, that does have a good soundtrack. I think he did some of the Star Trek films from, I might be way off on this, Mm -hmm. and the the earliest Trek films. I might be off on that. But anyway, it it has a kick-ass soundtrack, and I, I never not enjoy seeing Kenneth Branagh in that very problematic role, along with fellow thespian Kevin Kline. So films like that, uh, be it be they made in Japan or in the States or in Europe or any other location we're happy to cover. And you'll again, you'll get a very um, uniquely structured history episode to accompany. And also we'll get some hopefully kick-ass guests who are equally as passionate about said topic. Yeah, it will be given the same treatment that you know we're giving now to to Matt Cross Plus and the other shows that will be uh, you know films and OVAs that we'll be covering. Um, you know, one thing before we leave the discussion of the Patreon here, we do have some ideas on goals. You know, we mentioned oh, yes, yes, that, yes, yes. Uh, you know, part of the idea here is that if we can really gain support and help us make ends meet in our own lives, that will free us, you know, some more time to focus on this project. And, you know, we have specific ideas about how we would manifest that ability to devote more time to the giant robot FM project. One of those things, I'm just going to talk about the first one, but if we were able to get, you know, to a hundred dollars per month, we would probably start doing a once a month stream, a mm. Twitch stream. It'd be me and Steven hanging out with a Mecca video game. Uh, you know, it could be something like Gundam wing endless duel. Mm. You know, it could be, uh, could be something more recent. You know, I'm sure we could both be battle operation players if we really, really wanted. I'm not sure if anyone wants to see that. I definitely want to jump into some like super robot wars mm. uh, games because I feel like that's a big blind spot for me. And this is a potential really great way to do it. Um, like three hour streams yep. in the morning. That's right. It would probably, we right now we're calling it super robot Saturdays. So you could, you could imagine that at, you know, once we had this level of support, we would be, convening over on my twitch stream we'd be doing some super robot wars hanging out for three hours and obviously the twitch stream will be of course available to everyone yeah. uh you know it'll be through through my through my account and you know that's just something where you know it's it's just kind of a thank you it's a, our ability to spend more time with y'all who are listening yeah. in real time you know you can you can hang out and chat uh you know and hopefully that will be uh you know a worthwhile thank you and something that of course, we would enjoy doing, and we would know that we can make the time to do that because of the support provided. Yeah, definitely. It basically comes down to, I no longer have to supervise a high school basketball game on Saturday morning. I could spend that time um, playing video mecha video games with my good friend. Um, and we have five tiers set up. Again, we're not going to go through all of them, um, but you get that you know, endorphin rush of following with following us, supporting us, and like helping us reach these tiers um, to provide you with more content. And to give a little, not necessarily a sneak peek, but we have ideas for the the tiers. The stretch goals cap out around five hundred dollars, not around exactly at five hundred dollars. We have future tiers in mind, and even more content to give you if we um, receive that groundswell of support. We want to keep it more like low key and humble at the beginning. But again, um, there is plenty more mecha content. The horizon is 
ours. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot out there. I, I think if you if you've stuck with this this intro podcast so far, you've heard us mention very popular, established, premier mecha anime. We've talked a little bit about some of the more obscure stuff, uh, but we've also hinted too that mecha anime is not dead. No, it is not. There is new stuff coming out, new shows, new games. Uh, the future, I think, remains bright. So, you know, we intend to bring you a, a mix of all of that. That's, you know, that is our goal. Uh, and we're very, very excited to share that. Now, maybe that is a good time to talk about, uh, you know, our our personal relationship to Mecca. Now, I think the the funny thing here is I feel like our personal histories, I think we both, being around the same age, Yes. being uh you know both uh jersey jersey boys mm-hmm. we have pretty similar stories i think mine is i think i have an older brother who okay. primed me from a young age with transformers toys mm. so the robots i already knew about them i was interested in them and then of course circa 2000 gundam wing shows up in toonami i had already been watching toonami because of things like dragon ball z mm-hmm. but gundam wing was clearly on a whole new level of cool and you know from there that prompted me to get armored core front mission three uh, you know xenogears various other games to watch other mecha anime uh you know and to remain to remain interested in that particular area for a long time Steven, I, I feel like you're in the same place. Yeah, I um, I was getting really into anime in you know during the first quote unquote anime boom of the early aughts, uh, middle school, early high school for me. Um, Ava was a Neon yeah, Genesis Evangelion, of course, um, was a transformative and foundational experience for me, um, which also introduced me to a lot of different mecha. Uh, Gundam Wing was a gateway um, anime property for me, as, lo- as well as you know Cowboy Bebop and the other Toonami staples. Um, but that opened the door for you know my interest and love of things like Xenogears, um, very cool, very obscure mech games from the PlayStation era, like Vanguard Bandits. Um, from Mission 3, of course, which I consumed avidly at that age. And um, the interest has still been there into the present. Um, one of the reasons why I like Mecha so much is, um, number one, the robot designs are just awesome and sick and dope. Whatever adjective you want to use, whatever superlative you want to use to describe um, cool Mecha designs applies here. But also, I'm going to get a little academic here. When I talk about mecha designs in the mecha genre, there's something otherworldly about these vaguely humanoid figures, these gigantic robots um, that loom in the distance. There's something awe-inspiring about them. I've talked about this before, but there's this idea um, that dates back to, it's really just human beings in general, but like, European romanticism specifically um, called the sublime like PMC if I were to snap my fingers and transport you to the Grand Canyon like the edge of the Grand Canyon and look down you'd feel terrified but you'd also feel like a sense of pleasure it's the same experience you might get from roller coasters I personally hate rides um, (laughs) so it's just dread for me but that's a similar feeling I imagine people get or if I were to snap my fingers and transport you to um, the uh, the shoreline when a hurricane's about to hit there's something incredibly frightening and harrowing about that experience but there's also something that like catches your interest and i will say is half pleasurable just because you're seeing this like 
overwhelming godlike sight in front of you. And sometimes the good mecha shows tap into this, like the Big O, um, Ava, um, the real robot, a little less so. Like your Gundam, you see Gundams don't really tap into this idea of the divine, but sometimes they gesture towards it. And I found that I continue to find that fascinating. Um, so that continues to bring me back to the genre, even if shows don't always um, capture that feeling for me. Yeah, you know, I was reflecting on this, you know, on the, on the eve of this new project, what it is that I find so compelling about Mecca, especially having examined a cross-section of shows. And I think the thing that jumps out about me was that regardless of what subgenre or setting, uh, I feel like the Mecca are always doing some kind of uh, characterization or world-building mm. work. Uh, and, I, you know... When we look at Real Robot, even if it isn't necessarily gesturing uh, towards the divine, uh, it's telling, it's doing, it can be doing world building. It gives us power sources, interfaces, mm. what's effective weaponry. Uh, it tells us about the rules of the world. Power, of course, is, is important. Uh, you know, every, you know, everywhere it remains important. Uh, you know, it, and reflect, reflects on real world things. It reflects nuclear power concerns, mm. fossil fuel concerns. Uh, and then it's kind of the same thing with interface. Interface is, I, is something I like to bring up a lot because it's kind of uh, near my day job. I have an engineering background. And so seeing the um, how the interfaces are used, uh, you know, to bring up Code Geass, Code Geass loved to communicate the um, the kinetic nature yes. of the interface with the spinning ball and the slamming thumb and it, it was. What was that stupid thing that Lelouch had with the, uh, like he says, the big organ? Yeah, well, he had like the the panels that came out with the like the absolute defense field yeah. on the on the the Zinkara. I forget what the name of it was, but that really um, mummy looking, very skinny mm-hmm. mummy yes. or Egyptian looking Mac. Yeah, but I mean, but that's a, I think to me a, a perfect example, right? That instead of that tells us about the character. That tells mm-hmm. us, you know, what what is the mech design for Lelouch look like versus the one designed for. Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy I hate. Um, Suzaku. Suzaku. Thank you. I was Suzaku like, Kurugi. Yeah, the oh, son God. of the prime minister. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Suzaku. Code S fans are yelling right now. <laughs> Actually, Code S fans who are returning with us um, at you. Giant Robot <laughs> FM. But number one, thank you. Um, but you know how we feel about Code S. <laughs> you could pay us to talk about Code S again. Um, Akito the Exile. We'd cover it for you. Yeah, no, we would, we would do it if you if you wanted. But also in the world of super robot, so so much more often the robot will tell us about the emotional state of the character. Yeah. Um, it's you know the effectiveness of the robot will map to this is true in Gurren Lagann. This is true in Giant Robo. It becomes a very powerful storytelling tool mm. for reflecting the journey of the character. And I would say. Even in Real Robot, I think for me, one of the high moments of Gundam Wing was hero piloting heavy arms yeah. and the discussions about preferences and, and things like that. That is also uh, a characterization, uh, you know, or the, you know, the, the famous fight um, in Ape Team mm-hmm. where the arm gets ripped off and the, you know, the, the desperation and what, what lengths are you willing to go to. These things are very neat and they're things that are, are enabled by by the mecha anime by having this human figure that has all these requirements uh and i just i find that so fascinating that this single thing can be used to do all these different story tools and of course that's what we're i think really concerned with more so not that not that there's anything wrong with building models 
or <laughs> anything like that. But you know, that's really what we are focused on. I think is the the story is the tools. And so why why are the mecha important to the stories? It's because they are you know they're a primary focus with which to teach us definitely there's that feeling that embodiment that um, permeates mecha anime um, and that's essential part of mecha anime um, that I also find very enjoyable and also the spectacle it's the same reason why I love kaiju films too just seeing these gigantic things uh, fight each other is never or rarely not satisfying no absolutely it, it is it yeah I mean there, there's also a cool factor I, I'm not gonna lie there's definitely <laughs> yes, the uh, wow cool cool robot wow, factor. wow cool robot uh, it is in fact very neat when the robots with swords you know take a swing at each other you do love to see it the meme is correct oh real quick speaking of memes if you made it this far so if you made it this far in the podcast your family welcome and B um, definitely make sure we're not done yet talking but definitely make sure since we're talking about memes to subscribe to our follow our twitter page for the full like giant robot fm experience um i tried to npmc as well but i kept up i kept this up with machinations my goal was to produce one meme uh be it a funny meme or an informative meme um per day based on the show we're watching and i don't want to brag but sometimes they really popped off and uh people seem to like them and they'll be continuing with giant robot fm um sometimes we'll mention the memes on air so i would definitely follow us surely for that reason because you know it helps to be a part of the community yeah no uh, steven really really put a lot of work in i think i think i had a few okay inconsistent infrequent <laughs> early successes but certainly nothing on the level of you know the amaro bean tweet or anything like that any of the classics yeah that's i gotta put put a frame on that 4k <laughs> uh likes yeah no that was that was that was a fun time with that the people definitely related to that content now, just to also quick, just to give you a, a sense, I think we've mentioned our personal history, and we've already alluded to some of the things that we do kind of independent of, of podcasting, but I wanted to just kind of, you know, pat ourselves in the back, maybe just give yes. off some of, some of our credentials, yeah. just to let you know what experience we're bringing into this project uh, beyond, you know, the, the, the two, almost three years of podcasts, Stephen Hero, Give me pop off for me, if you will. <laughs> um, PMC is also joking because my stu- I love to say pop off, and my students do not like when I say pop off. They find it embarrassing and off putting, and I'll still continue to do it. Um, but I just to key, to key you in on that, I do love saying to pop off. Um, but yeah, I think we have our credentials. Like we have some legitimate credentials behind us, um, both PMC and I. So we're not your. Um, I don't even know what the word you would use. You're mech fans off the street. I think mm-hmm. we ha- we've been established. We've been talking about mecha for the last three years. Of course, we do not know everything. Um, there are some uh, mechademics, so to speak, on the internet who have a voracious appetite for the genre and who are very knowledgeable about even the most obscure things. Um, but I, I think we're up there because, um, as PMC will talk about in a second, um, we have a lot of personal experience with the genre and we have made a lot of achievements um, in you know, the communities. Um, so what I'm trying to roundaboutly get to is um, I write on the side. I'm a freelance writer. I've been published at a lot of um, publications, the internet publications like Fanbyte, Anime News Network, Anime Herald, uh, Zimmerit, of course. Am I forgetting any? Uh, Anifem? Yes, and Anime Feminist. And I hope to be publishing at all these uh, publications in the future as well um i published a lot of articles and things i have a great set of articles at anime herald on the three pat labor films i'm fond of all of them but i'm particularly happy with how the pat labor 2 article turned out i usually take a very academic bent to my articles but i try to make them as palatable and approachable as possible um so i in this 
In this piece, I talk about the pandemic a bit. I am talk about this idea how technology is an enervating force that like saps us of our energy. And I feel like Pat Labor too speaks to these issues and how tr- uh, technology transforms us as human beings and not always for the better. And I do a side-by-side comparison of Pat Labor too with one of Paul Virilio, a French philo- uh, philosopher um, who wrote on the subject. And I do like a cross-examination. And it turns out, I even know this before I started, that um, Oshi was very much influenced by Virilio. So I gave myself a pat on the back. Uh, I knocked out of the park, if I do say so myself. But uh, yeah, for example, I've written about the radical politics of Gurren Lagann, an anime feminist. I've written extensively about how space colonization is bad uh, at places like Zimmerit. I've talked about the the trivial details of small, ordinary objects and how they can be empowering in 13 Sentinels. And I will continue to write... Um, for our Patreon and for other publications. I've slowed down a bit, admittedly, over the past year because I'm a new father. Uh, My daughter's almost one year old, or one year old, excuse me. Um, But I I do, my my goal post for this is to produce at least one article per every two months. Um, So hopefully you'll see my writing out there. I've got a few spicy takes in the chamber. I've got a Code Geass essay that I've been sitting on for a while that's going to generate some conversation if it ever does get published. Um, so you have that to look forward to and potentially yell at me for, um, yeah, in the future. And again, I've been writing very extensive Mecca history. Um, I guess I've been writing Mecca history that has been produced and, uh, in an audio format for years at this point, which I hope you've enjoyed and will continue to enjoy. No, I also want to highlight, even though I didn't really like 13 Sentinels, I really, really enjoyed Thank the 13 you. Sentinels essay. That's, that's the one that's posted on Fanbyte. Yes. I think it definitely, it makes a strong pitch for mm. a, a version of that game that I wish I could have related <laughs> to. Uh, you know, I've already mentioned a few times that I'm very video game oriented. Uh, my kind of uh, independent uh, hobby task that I do is I do, uh, I've been doing Twitch streaming for several years. Uh, in particular, I do a lot of speed runs and I have done speed runs mm. of various uh, mecha related games. Yes. I am currently the, the world record holder for armored core, any percent and armored core project phantasma, any percent. I also do have a master arena time. I haven't gotten other armored core games yet, but I'm very, very proud. I have a video. If you search YouTube for how to beat armored core in 23 minutes, mm. you can find a, uh, a annotated, commentary a little essay on how you can be armored core in 23 minutes and i've done other mecha games as well i have um i've done speed runs of a few gundam games i've mm-hmm. done journey to jaburo uh rise from the ashes uh, currently about to do one of the blue destiny games uh, so you, there's a few of those out there and then the other thing i would highlight as being very fun is that uh if you are familiar with shogo mobile armor division and who isn't who isn't this was a 1998 first-person shooter made by Monolith Productions. It's the same studio that made Fear or uh, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, one of their first games uh, on their own engine, I should say, the Lithtech engine, was Shogo, which was a game that paid a great deal of homage to 90s anime. Many references to Pat Labor, Ghost in the Shell, uh, other, other mecha. And it is in itself a first-person shooter that has human on foot levels and mecha levels. And the distinction is deeply interesting in that game because it provides gameplay contrasts mm. between being on foot and being in a mech. This game is available on steam and GOG. So I definitely, if you're, if you're a PC gamer, if you like first person shooters, you should play this. 
even if you don't and you want to get a taste of the game, maybe uh, I did a run of this at TwitchCon 2019 for GDQX, mm. which is like a little mini Games on Quick event at TwitchCon. Again, that was September 2019, the last time they had a TwitchCon, uh, as far as I remember. I haven't done that since, uh, but it was a very fun run. It was the middle of the night for me, so I was almost falling asleep, but I did finish the run, of course. And uh, certainly something I'm uh, very, very happy with. Uh, and I plan to do, you know, more of these things. I just mentioned Blue Destiny is going to be happening. I have been on Games on Quick. Uh, at the beginning of 2021, I was on there for Just Cause 3. Mm. Uh, I'm still trying to be the first person to get Armored Core to appear on a mainline Games on Quick event. I feel like it has to happen Um with the probable announcement of a new Armored Core game, yeah. If you're if you're uh, if you're working for FromSoft, and uh, I feel like someone at FromSoft has definitely seen a video of yours or <laughs> like looked at the leaderboards. Maybe Miyazaki himself. Yeah, and you want to do me a big favor if you could just confirm the existence of that game before uh, the game list is launched for the next Summer Games Done Quick event. That would really help me out. Really strengthen my submission. Uh, you know, I would appreciate that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, but of course, you know, I stream on a pretty regular basis. So if you do want to see what I'm up to uh, at the time we're recording this, for example, I'm playing Trails of Cold Steel 4, which is pretty mecha related. Uh, you know, and there'll be more things in that vein. So, of course, you can always find that at, at twitch.tv slash PMC Trilogy. All right. Now you might be wondering what happened to Mecha Nations. I guess we're saving, not to say this is juicy stuff, but I'm sure some of you have questions about where we've been these last two months. PMC, do you want to kick this off? Yeah. You know, here's what I would say. You know, we, we ended up having to go our separate ways, I think, due to some creative differences. Uh, and that's really, I think, kind of the long and short of it. You know, we're not we're not out here asking anyone to to take sides or to uh, encourage any ill will among different parties. You know, if you want to you know, work with, with Ignis, with our other co, you know, our, our, I guess at this point you could say former co-host, that's totally okay. We, we're here because we're passionate about this particular format, this particular project that we want to do. Uh, and that is pretty much what we want to say about it. Again, you know, that's really creative differences is yeah. kind of how I would, I would put it. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully maintain that polite and respectful tone. Definitely. We wish them all the best in any potential future endeavors. Now, to the future, though. That's true. Let me, uh, let me, let me, let me tee this up with a very juicy, oh, damn, I had this on the computer. Macross Plus opens with um, the sentence, dedicated to you, our future pioneers. And that's essentially where we're moving on to next, the... Um, the sky is blue, and we're covering Macross Plus next. Um, we gave you a loose outline of our schedule. Um, it didn't sound like much, but it's going to take us all the way to the summer. We're going to spend roughly a month and a half on Macross Plus with a history episode, um, four episodes covering the four episodes of the OVA. We're going to have a wrap-up episode at the end, which is just going to be PMC and I t- dishing about the show. And uh, we're going to take some breaks after shows. We're, we're hoping every break we take, and the break is only going to be a week long, um, to have something to drop into the public feed um, for you loyal listeners. And then afterwards, we'll be covering the Gundam film trilogy, um, again, with another history episode. And then we'll be covering Gundam The Origin with the history episode again, which will take us... PMC, does that take us to May? I think that's going to take us pretty much just about there. Uh, you know, with... With the uh, the movies with origin, 
that's going to take us, yeah, pretty much just about to May. You know, obviously we got to figure out we're going to figure out our scheduling for Origin, but yes, that's going to put us. And then you know, after Origin, that'll take us pretty much into the summer, as you said. Nice. So yeah, look forward to all of that. Even if you are not subscribing um, on the Patreon, um, definitely consider it. But again, no no judgment if you don't. Um, there's plenty of content to listen to on the free feed. Um, for those of you who do sign up, make sure that you send, and we'll be prompting you on you know our official channels. But definitely make sure you consider sending questions for our mailbag to make those ex- episodes as exciting and dynamic as possible. And just you know, keeping the lines of communication open. We love interacting with fans on Twitter. Um, definitely encourage as many people as possible to follow us because uh, we are very active on social media. And I think that you get a you get good content on our social media um, feeds um, on a daily basis. Yeah, and, and just to you know to to kind of round around on all of that, all this links, all these links will be available in the show notes. But of course, if you're listening, you know, it's at Giant Robot FM yes. will be the Twitter account for the show. Uh, you can find me at PMC Trilogy. You can find Steven at underscore Steven underscore hero. Uh, if you want to, if you are at Patreon, we'll have this, of course, in the Patreon feed. But the uh, the business address to send any questions, whether they be mailbag questions or, or other things, we have an address at Giant Robot FM yes. at gmail.com. Uh, certainly, if it's questions, should be you know I think subject line questions, so that is we are able to identify it. Um, I think you know we're just about to uh, start, ready to wrap this up. Is that you got anything else you want to cover, Stephen? No, just thank you for following us this far, and we are on the precipice of a new beginning. So look forward to, frankly, years of content. Hopefully, yeah. No, we're really excited. We got a lot going on. You know, just to kind of sign off and some other things. Uh, you know, if you if you're, we intend to make this available on as many podcasting services as possible. It used to be once upon a time that it was just iTunes that had stars. I think now there are more. I think Spotify has uh, re- reviews and recommendations. Yes. I think there are other services that also do this. So if you have a favorite podcatcher and you are enjoying our, or you, you want to recommend this based on the strength of what we've done in the past, or you will really want to get people hyped for the Macross Plus coverage, you know, please rate and review on yes. iTunes, on Spotify. That really does matter. I know it might seem very trivial, um, but to be cr- frank, uh, over, we had a, I, you know, to give you a peek into the numbers, we had a lot of people listening to Machinations, but only one review on Apple Podcast. Uh, so you could really help um, spread this to a larger audience to, Give us more exposure by, you know, saying very nice things about us on uh, your platform of choice. And if you, again, if you want to support us directly, I know we spent a substantial portion of this talking about the Patreon. The place to find that is patreon.com slash giant robot FM. The link as all the other links will be in the show notes. Uh, we wanted to give a, a special shout out, especially on this introduction discussion uh, to Dwarf S, uh, who we commissioned for our uh, graphics and art. Uh, they did an excellent, tremendous job and uh, certainly will be posting links uh, for their professional website and for the um, the Instagram. So please, if you are looking to commission work for your, you know, your, your current project, your stream, your whatever the case may be, you know, please reach out to them. Uh, we do have a uh, we have more more to share on uh, our own podcast, uh, you know, uh, furnishing soon, hopefully by the next episode. And of course, that next episode will be the Macross Plus history episode dropping in your feed next week. But we actually have a little something before then. Mm-hmm. Mm. We uh, I recorded something uh, very juicy with the 
Um, do do you remember Macross co-hosts, or I should say host, uh, Dylan and Coop, and we talked about the Macross Plus film um, that will be dropping on their feed very shortly and that will be also included on our feed as well. That's right. Yeah. Now we have a we have a bunch of small little things that we are doing to kick off the podcast. Uh, you know, certainly look forward to that. They've allowed us, you know, to share that in our feed as well. Uh, you know, I if you are listening to this right when it comes out, oh, that's right. I have, I have more stuff to promote. I sorry, I faded out. No, there. please, no, no. We got we got one more. Well, this is this is time sensitive. If you're dedicated enough to get that's through this true. and you're focused on this, then what Stephen Hero is about to tell you is. Time sensitive. Check your time where you are right now. Yeah, if this if you're listening to this in 2024, this is uh, this is old news. This is old internet at this point. But if you're listening to this um, within a, a two day window, um, this I believe PMC is dropping on Thursday, January 27th, 2021. On 22. 22. Yes, it's tw- 2022. <laughs> um, on Saturday, the 29th, January 29th, 2022, um, I will, with the help of PMC, be presenting a history of Gundam Wing on his Twitch channel um, with the, you know, this is a joint um, venture between us and the Gundam Wing fandom Discord. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be talking probably about 90 minutes. Who knows how long ago? There'll be a Q&A segment. We want to interact with the chat, so please, if you have things to say about Gundam Wing history or just Gundam Wing in general or Mecha in general, as long as you're polite and tolerant as possible, definitely jump into the um, chat and have a conversation with us. But yeah, I'll be presenting with PMC's help for about, I don't know, hour or two? Yeah, should be a, should be a lot of fun. Definitely check that out. Of course, that will be at my uh, my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash PMC Trilogy. Uh, so yeah, you get all these different things. You have this discussion. You got the discussion about the Macross Plus movie Yes, with the Do You Remember Macross hosts, uh, Dylan and Coop. You have the, uh, the stream, which of course, even if you don't catch it live, will be available you know, as, as a Twitch VOD and, you know, we're going to make an effort to get that first B plot out yes. right away. Uh, so look forward to that as well. We'll probably cover some of the hot news, some of the talk about p- the potential for future armored core, mm. uh, and, you know, and some other topics that we're going to share with you on the Patreon feed. Um, and, you know, and just thank you for, we're really excited. Yes, I think you can definitely. probably tell we're, we're bursting with energy here ready to uh to knock down the door the large mecca sized door uh, and thank you for for being with us yes thank you so much for your support and hopefully continued support so you know until <laughs> until next time uh you know keep your mecca locked yeah i don't have a catchy sign off so that pmc's will do see you all <laughs>